0: Hey, everybody, just to follow up the cold open on last, the last show uh, where I talked about my Oscar predictions, I got 14 out of 23 right. Um, but, you know, I still got to see a lot of great movies because I completed the DLM challenge, hashtag DLM Oscar challenge, if you want to uh, try to do it along with me. Uh, next year and uh, you know just see a bunch of great movies enjoy the show Doug
2: hates candy wrappers screaming baby sticky seats with 50 acid
1: pop or kernels in his teeth there's still not one that
0: Hey, hey, hey everybody. My name is Doug and I love Malton's Movie Guide. This is Doug (laughs) Loves Movies coming to you once again from, it's been over a year? Damn. With another Homes Alone edition. It's Thursday, April 29th, 2021. And my guests for this month's bonus episode, every month has four regular episodes and then one bonus episode. And uh, so I always get a Sick lineup for the bonus episode, and this time it happens to be David Desmalton, Vanessa Gonzalez, and Leonard Maltin.
3: Oh, howdy. Yeah.
0: Hi. Hello, (laughs) hi, and how you doing?
3: A bonus episode Um, even in a short month like April? What about it? Well, Well, there are only 30 days as opposed to 31. I'm this is leading nowhere. I just thought I'd,
2: I think it makes that. us that much more special Leonard. The fact that it's a shorter month and we qualified for the bonus. If it had been like, uh, I guess the only thing better than that would be, um, February, but that's all right. You that's your extra special.
3: Well, I'm, I'm buying it. If you're selling it, I'm buying it. I've
2: got some bubble bath. I'm selling too. Sorry.
3: Go ahead.
0: Let's meet everybody individually. Uh, and, uh, as I do most times alphabetically, David Death Melchin is back.
2: Yay. I'm clapping for myself because you guys can't see me.
0: Now, this has been crazy because how long has it been since the time you made an appearance on the show in Atlanta, Georgia?
2: That would have been the fall of 2019, correct?
0: I think so. Yeah.
2: Yep. Steve Agee and I wandered down and I was so excited to meet you and my best friend Steve said come play with me and uh the rest as they say is history because then we the pandemic happened.
0: Yeah and so now you're on the this show again Douglas Movies uh finally able to say that the movie you were making at that time is about to come out and also you could say a little bit more about it than you could uh, the previous time you were on Douglas movies, where you you and Steve basically just couldn't say anything about what was happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't no. even think I don't even think you could say that you're a polka dot man a- at that point.
2: I could I could not. Uh, now I could say it all once it's hit this, the 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 golden pages of Ion Film or wherever it's been in. Now it's been in a lot of places. Empire's put a magazine out about it. Uh, yes, I am. The the dotted one, the polka dot man, a member of the um, Task Force X in James Gunn's Suicide, The Suicide Squad, which will be going to theaters in August. Yes, theaters. It will be on IMAX and in movie theaters. So go get your vaccine so you could go to the movie theater and see the film in the theater the way it was uh, supposed to be seen.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I think that's... uh... You know, August is like a uh, perfect timing, I think, because um, you know, so many people will be vaccinated, and you know, it'll just the weather will just be nice. Maybe we could find outdoor screenings of it, which would be amazing. Um, drive-ins, of course. I've been I've been enjoying going to drive-ins this whole pandemic. I must uh, I must admit. Um,
2: I saw my first uh, film in a, in a theater recently, but it was only my, it was a different film that I worked on, but my wife and I got to go to Warner brothers and sit in a movie theater all by ourselves. And yet they still had a security guard standing at the front of the theater watching us the whole time to make sure, I guess, that we weren't um, taking pictures with our phones. It was really odd. And we had to sit seven seats apart from one another um, in this big movie theater by ourselves. It was really interesting.
0: (laughs) Did you, uh, do you think that that guy has an awful job or a great job?
2: I guess it depends because he doesn't get to watch the screen. So even if he loves movies, like what a tease that is. But I think if he really likes, like, I, I guess I would have been a fun person to, to to be watching because I was so excited about the movie that I was getting to see. And then when I was sitting there watching it, I think I just kept like jumping out of my seat and like cheering and like being so excited. So you know, I, 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 it depends on the person. <laughs> I could just see you
0: yelling at the guy, you should see this shit. Yeah.
2: This is great. <laughs> Dude, you are missing out, man. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, back in the day when uh, when This Is 40 was about to come out, Judd Apatow set up a screening for me and one of his other uh, friends, mutual friends of ours, uh, Wayne Fetterman, at Universal. And there was a guy standing there but he could watch the movie he was like behind us and but he was allowed to watch the movie and then must have been you know it's like two hours long it's a judd Abbotow comedy so at one point he just took a seat he just was like you know what i feel like these two guys aren't gonna have a problem with this (laughs) so he just sat down and i did i felt better because i was like man it's bad enough that we have to have the guy standing through an entire movie just to make sure we, just to make sure we don't steal it. What would we do with any part of this is forty? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I was thinking that about about the film I was watching because, like, it, it's a movie that comes out later this year, and it's and it, it's like I'm in the thing. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna go bootleg a five minute <laughs> clip that I put on my Snapchat and get? You know,
0: maybe I guess that was- um, you know the, the <laughs> antics of people like. Um, mark ruffalo have kind of made all superhero actors they like keep them on a really short (laughs) leash now
2: that's true that's true
0: and it still doesn't work sometimes actors you know should probably just not do interviews when they're in these things because they're gonna slip up somehow
2: this is true this is true i slipped up um when i got cast in the twin peaks the return and um, i was so excited to talk about it and i I, I'm not bringing this up because I'm wearing this shirt, which is odd, but uh, I was on the Sven show and I mentioned that I was going to be on a series I was excited about where we could talk about it over a cup of coffee and a slice of cherry pie. And they immediately called me and were like, did you just tell people that you're going to be on Twin Peaks? I was like, oh, shoot, I guess I kind of did. And they were not happy. So you have to like watch it, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, risky. Everybody's got a uh, you know, some sort of sell or mention date that they uh, have for the uh, for the all these projects. But thank you for coming back and uh, for know, me, of course, man. of course I hope to do this again in person, which would, you know, hopefully we could do it around uh, uh, the release of the movie. One more quick question. Yes. You were very clear to also emphasize the word the. So like the idea is this is called the Suicide Squad. And that other last one was just Suicide Squad. Is that like a way to, is that a distinction maker?
2: Yeah, from what I've been able to uh, understand about it, uh, it's, it's what I guess the term that they've used is like a soft reboot because there are characters that are returning with the same actors playing them from the last film. But one of the really awesome things about the Suicide Squad, like the comic series, especially the John Ostrander stuff, which James was incredibly inspired by when making this film, is that you assemble a group of, you know, it's like the Dirty Dozen. Like, you know, uh, Amanda Waller could just grab any four, five, six, ten, you know, supervillains sitting in supervillain prison and be like, hey, you want some time off your uh, sentence? Well, then you're going on this mission. <laughs> so it's just like, each of these stories about the suicide squad uh, it's not, it, it's not the same team. It doesn't have to be the same people. It's a, it's a concept. So I feel like, um, but I think also in calling it the suicide squad, because it's a new director, a new writer, like a new vision, it also creates a, a doorway of freedom creatively where you can be like, yeah, this is just a same concept, new movie, you know?
0: Yeah. I can't
2: wait. Yeah, I can't either. I haven't, I've not seen, seen the trailer. I haven't seen the movie yet, and I'm dying to. I can't wait.
0: I, don't, I, I haven't broken down and watched the trailer because I'm so anti-trailer. I, I know I want to see the movie, so I don't, I don't need the trailer, but I also know that I would love the trailer. <laughs> you,
2: you'd, you'd really like the trailer, I think.
0: I, I think uh, Vanessa Gonzalez is here. Hi, Vanessa. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for you know, being patient <laughs> during my interview with Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Um, you, of course, are hot off of my 420 Rush tick show. Thank you so much wow. for doing that.
1: That was so fun. And I never let myself get super stoned for a show. But because I was at home and because it was 420, I was like, OK, I'm, I'm going in. and it it, it was a blast
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a very nice time
1: you were also you were a guest on
0: the very first zoom version of this show that we did Mm. last year on i believe around april 9th so it's been a a a little over a year of doing this show uh in this style and uh (laughs) Also, Thanks. you're getting out. You're getting out and doing some stand up too. You have actual dates to promote.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just did a, a headlining. I, I co-headlined with Sean Patton at the New Creek in the Cave in Austin here, um, which was great. Um, you got to come check it out. I'm sure they'd love to have you. Um, and yeah, I I can't. I I still have like pending dates, but I'm excited to kind of put together. Uh, a, a little tour coming up soon. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just pumped to like be performing again because I missed it.
0: We'll give out your socials again at the end so people can uh, follow you and uh, come check you out because your stand-up is great and uh, people would love it, especially now when they're, you know, everybody's getting back out. Yeah. Um, also joining us today, the patron saint of the program or some <laughs> something like that. Uh, it's Leonard Malton. Hello, Leonard. Hey, Doug. <laughs> How are you doing?
3: I'm doing okay. Uh, I uh, I started out strong a year ago because I was uh, lucky enough to get two writing gigs in a row uh, for books. And that gave me a purpose uh, <laughs> morning and a distraction. Uh, I, I lost myself in the the chore of writing, and I was enjoying the the, the, the writing. These this was not. Uh, I didn't use shouldn't use the use the word chore, but it was it was great because it overtook my life and distracted me from COVID and everything that goes along with it. And then I finished. <laughs> <laughs> and I myself in the same boat as everybody else, one day melting into the next. And yeah. <laughs> uh you know I find I'm task oriented. So I've been inventing tasks that, that I have to get done. I mean they're all they're all useful things, organizing and pruning stuff and sewing things away. Uh but um I, I'm feeling a, a little aimless
0: at the moment. Yeah, I, I hear you. I uh, have been very jealous of everyone who had like kind of an ongoing thing that was able to continue because, you know, most things I was involved with got shut down, but I've been very grateful to be able to do uh, all of my podcasts, you know, this way. And it's, uh, it's been, a, you know, it's an interesting way to keep in touch with everybody without, you know, without having to resort to that disaster that is FaceTime.
3: Yeah, I have been uh, <laughs> maintaining my class at USC. Uh, back I teach the last class of the spring semester tonight. All, of course, via Zoom. Um, last calendar year, we started the uh, spring semester in January, in person, uh, per, per usual, in a in Norris uh, Theater on the campus, and we got. I think about a third of the way through uh, uh, before they lowered the boom, and uh, it was it was an uncomfortable adjustment, and because suddenly I'm talking. Uh, look, I'm telling you, you guys, your are ups uh, uh, You know, have you have you worked for a non audience on Zoom? Uh, (laughs) than making what you might think is a flippant or funny remark and hearing nothing. (laughs) Uh, And and I I show an old, shorter cartoon at the beginning of every class. My wife will say, well, did it go over well? I said, I have no idea. (laughs) I got one good advice from a friend who, uh, all back in New Jersey, he's also teaching, uh, he said, you know, everybody's name is in the lower corner of those boxes on Zoom. I find it's, it's uh, really beneficial to refer to them by name. It personalizes the whole experience. And, uh, and I followed his lead, and, and it, it helps. It doesn't solve the, the, the bigger issue, but it helps. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I just like to assume that I'm killing it on Zoom shows. <laughs> I just know they're eating it up. <laughs> well, I, that's, that's the only way you can approach it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You just have to dive in and, and do it. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that we don't have to worry about audience reaction, uh, you know, in this version of the show, because it's like a radio show. But uh, I am excited to say that, uh, you know, we're going to start. You know, it'll be small crowds, so it won't be like you know the roaring that you normally hear at Douglas movies taping. But it'll at least have more of that feel, and we'll be in front of people again, uh, probably as early as uh, June, I think. Yeah.
3: So everybody should adopt the 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 technique of the uh, big sports teams and have just you know uh, <laughs> crowd noises and cheering. Uh, why not? It worked for them. I'm not a sports guy, but my son-in-law who lives here in the same house uh, with my daughter is uh, a big hockey fan, and so I've you know walked past the room when he's watching uh, the Kings play, and uh, it, it makes it you know we, <laughs> we expect to hear that sound, and when you do when you do hear that sound, it seems like things are normal, though they're not.
2: Oh man, it, it was so, I, my heart broke. I watched as my seven-year-old, the, the teacher trying to do a Zoom class for first and second graders this year. Oh. Uh, it was like watching, you know, like <laughs> someone trying to choreograph the Nutcracker with a bunch of cats or something. <laughs> I was just like, this poor woman and she's doing her best. And uh, oh. gee, man, <laughs> it's been crazy.
3: Um.
0: I should say before we move on to the next part of the show that uh, Leonard might've said that Nomadland was his favorite movie of the year as, uh, as, as uh, long ago as maybe November or December. And now finally it's paid off. Nomadland went all the way through all the award shows and finally took down uh, Best Picture the other night. Were you, were you pleased with that uh, decision?
3: I was very pleased, of course, and with Frances McDormand and Chloe Zhao being so amply rewarded. And, uh, but of course, by that time, it, it, w- it was the sort of the, uh, the safe prediction for everybody to make. Uh, but uh, I, I, I did feel that way as soon as I saw it, I just, uh, it, it, uh, it. It got to me. And Frances McDormand, the film opens on a close-up of her face. And uh, she just projects a kind of honesty, you know, and and kind of an integrity uh, that, that, of course, suited the character. But uh, uh, it, just like you had me, hello. That, that was it.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing film. And I, I liked all of the movies that were uh nominated this year there's usually one or two things in there that you know bore me to death but this year they uh even though it was there were no big you know necessarily popular movies um but all the movies that would be popular just you know pushed their release dates back anyway you know so it's sort of like the year of the art house movie which mm-hmm. in some ways made the competition you know uh tougher for the uh oscars and all the other rewards Um, I always ask everybody on the show to recommend one film to the listeners. Um, Could be something that you think would be especially uplifting in these particular times, or you could have any other reason for recommending it. But let's uh, let's start with Leonard. Please recommend a movie.
3: Well, I'm going to recommend a movie that, some people may have seen uh, that got virtually no Oscar love. Uh, News of the World, okay. Tom Hanks and uh, directed by Paul Greengrass, who also co-wrote the screenplay based on the best-selling novel. Uh, I think it's a wonderful movie, and uh, we also sort of take Tom Hanks for granted. We expect him to give a really good performance, but which he does. But I think he touches. Um, facets of, of, a, of a character that, that uh, it's not cliché, it's not repetitive, it's not something you've seen him do before, uh, and uh, he's terrific. And the eleven-year-old German girl who works with him is is a real find. She's she's awfully awfully good.
0: Yeah, the acting is tremendous, and uh, you know, it's just uh, a, a western's a tough sell, and then on top of that, it's a western where the protagonist is Just a guy who reads newspapers to people, he's not like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, but but when he gets in predicaments, I mean, Greengrass is the king of on screen tension, he makes the most tense movies, even without having to uh ever resort to extreme violence on screen. He still manages to make uh, he's he's great with the suspense, but it's interesting in this one because I guess because it's a western and old timey. Uh, he doesn't use the shaky camera work that's uh that's normally his style but Thanks it's good. still <laughs> and, but it's still very uh it's still got got some very suspenseful sequences in that film. Yep. yep. All
3: really, right. Really
0: We've had uh, someone else recommended that a week a few months back I think and uh you know it just needs to get out there. I guess it's on uh what's it on like Apple maybe Apple TV it's on one of the streaming services. And, yes, uh, it, is.
3: it is. Yeah. yeah there, there, there's a film that had uh, a very odd release pattern. It's a universal mm-hmm. picture. So it's from a major studio, uh, and, and uh, they decided to go ahead with the release instead of holding it back as they, you know, as they and the other uh, studios did with a lot of other A-list movies. So it was technically in theaters, in December, only nobody knew it because there were no theaters open. <laughs> yeah, is that some drive-ins? Exactly, uh, and so I mean, I, I posted a review online, but I don't know who could have taken advantage of reading that that you know positive review. Then, after a couple months, they did release it on premium video on demand, which is uh, where they try to soak you for twenty bucks
0: right <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. be among the first on your block to get to see the film yeah and then when and then when they run that dry they they sell it or license it to you know some of the more conventional uh you know itunes and apple and uh, i don't yeah. know what other services they're using you know uh, for you know for maybe 3.99 or 4.99 or 5.99 And uh, and then they have a guy who comes to your door and knocks on the door and says, "Hey, take this movie, please." It's you know they've a whole battery of ways of releasing a film now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's uh, yeah we're crawling back. People are you know Mm -hmm. going back into theaters. Today was an exciting announcement for uh, Los Angelinos because. The Alamo Draft House downtown is going to reopen at the end of May. Mm. And it's going to be very um, social distanced. And you can even, you know, the theaters are so small, you could even just rent out a theater for you and a few of your friends. And uh, so I'm very excited uh, that that's coming back. Um, hey, were you,
3: were you excited to see Alamo Lamar uh, on the Oscar show?
0: Yeah. That was very cool. Um, you know, people probably, nobody knows it, but that's, you know, that's part of the Alamo draft house chain and, uh, it's where they do a fantastic fest every year and a lot of, uh, South by Southwest events. But one year, when Leonard and I were both there at fantastic fest, uh, they put a plaque, the, the year of parasite, they put a plaque up on the wall. And, uh, I forget if it says June bong ho or bong ho June, um, because people were saying his name wrong for a long time, and he just wouldn't correct them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure which name they ended up putting on the theater. But anyway, the theater is is named after him now. And that Thanks. little plaque, I could see it way there in the background uh, behind Matthew McConaughey and his crazy COVID hair. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that was cool to see. Uh, yeah. David, what's your recommendation? That Just any... You know, one single movie for any reason you want.
2: And it and it. Uh, oh man, recent movies that I I don't know if people have seen yet <clears throat> because I have young kids. I really enjoyed the animated film. Uh, it was called Wolf Walker, Wolf Walkers. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's on mm-hmm. Netflix. I believe we watched it. Um, it's uh, based on oh i don't want to screw this up but i want to say like some (laughs) irish folk tale um and the story and the performances and the the voices and the the way it all came together um and then i'll just slip in because i know it's a i think it's a two year ago release but it hit the states last year was um i'm a big horror guy and i love uh joko anwar's films and i saw impetigore and if anybody hasn't sought that out and you like a good scare in a well-made film He's just like a current master rising up, and I think uh, in pedagors. So, I broke the rules. I, I gave you two. There it yeah. is. Yeah,
0: I'm just gonna take Wolf Walkers though, because, uh, like you said, it is available on streaming. It's easy to find, oh, good. Good. easy to easy to spell, and um, it's also good for your heart.
2: It's good
3: for it's your heart. Ve-
0: it's very good. I thought the animation category in the Oscars this year was was fairly strong, and uh, you know, and that was one of them. Uh, okay, Vanessa
1: uh i recommend barb and star because (laughs) it made me laugh so much and i hadn't laughed that much in a movie in a long time it actually premiered when we were having like that big texas winter storm here so it was like hard times and that was like the perfect thing to take us out of it and yeah the music the dances it was just it's so good
0: <laughs> i love uh both of those ladies and how much mm-hmm. fun they seem to be having how oh. how sil- silly it all is but it still somehow you know feels real uh what's his yeah. name jamie jamie dornan uh you know is a comedy highlight and who knew because he's mm-hmm. only been in you know uh <laughs> 50 shades movies yeah and uh He's actually really good in a movie called Synchronic that's on uh, Netflix ah. now with uh, Anthony Mackie. Nice. But Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Here's mm-hmm. a fun, fun tidbit for you and everyone. Uh, I just heard that uh, those two, Annie Mumolo and Kristen Wiig, are going to—they're going to uh, they're gonna co-star in a movie, a, a Cinderella movie that's from the perspective of the her sisters. <sighs> so they're gonna play the sisters
1: that's awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean I if they acted that. just like barb and star it would be so uh, funny
1: <laughs> oh i know barb and star are like spongebob and patrick to me like if they were <laughs> grown-up women
0: <laughs> yeah that's a very good comparison <laughs> yeah. and that's a fun uh, set of recommendations i now i put them out on the uh douglas movies twitter account for people to vote pick their favorite. Don't feel bad. Don't, you don't even need to look at it, you guys, but uh, um, it's always, it's always fun to see, uh, see what people are watching and also to encourage people to watch the ones of these three uh, that they have yet to see. I've got some games prepared that we're going to play, but we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
0: We're back. Is everybody ready to play some games?
1: Yep. Ready. (laughs) Ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. This first game we're going to play. Keep in mind, the first game is always just a warm-up. It doesn't really matter that much for the ultimate win. It only determines that you get to go first in the next game, which going first might not even be an advantage. <laughs> okay. so keeping, keeping all of that in mind, <laughs> we're going to play Whose Line Is It Anyway? 1939 edition. Mm. So I'm going to say the tagline or a tagline that was used in the advertising for a motion picture that came out in 1939 Many argue, Leonard, where are you on this? Is that the greatest year of filmmaking ever? Mm,
3: maybe. <laughs> I'm not a strong proponent of that, but since I love the 1930s as a decade of movie making so much, I, I don't argue with either.
0: Right. Plus, also, I'm sure you're like me, and except for some of them, you don't even know for sure what came out in 39 or 38 or 40. You know, like they, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> I, I guess they've. There's a certain there's a certain amount of 1939 movies that are always get referenced as, "Oh, these all came out that year." But um, so what I'm going to do is, as I'm going to say the tagline, uh, we'll go in alphabetical order. So we'll start with David. I'll say the tagline to you, David, and then you get one guess. Okay. Uh, if, if you don't guess it, then we go to Vanessa. She gets a shot. Then Leonard, he gets a shot. These are all extremely difficult. Some of them barely have clues in them. But I I will tell you that these are all from 1939.
2: Got it. Ready.
0: David, what movie from 1939 had the tagline, entertainment as powerful as the strength of the people?
3: um
2: was it um was it uh <laughs> oh 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 oh, oh and, uh, it, it was like an uh Odette's, uh i i i skip i i don't know okay, i don't know pass passing
1: pass. is cool passing's cool vanessa um Citizen Kane
0: the you've already figured out how to play this just I mean it's gonna always be a great guess it's not the correct answer but it is a terrific guess Leonard do you think you know what it is
3: I don't it sounds like something they would say about the grapes of wrath which came out a year later um
0: So you Uh, do know what came out in 1940.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's
0: probably like the 2000s that you're kind of uh, not sure on. Oh, that's
3: where I get very sloppy. Okay. yeah. Um, It was a sloppy
0: decade. I'm
3: narrowing (laughs) it down to two possibilities. Okay. Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, or young Mr. Lincoln. Am I anywhere warm? Warmish. Well, I know you listen
0: to the program, and you probably know that's not how the games work. <laughs> hey, <Trump. laughs> so you have to pick. You just have to pick one title, and I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to even hint if either of those was even
3: close to being correct. Okay, I'll say <laughs> uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. That is correct. Ooh!
0: <laughs> wow! Wow! Yes, the strength of the people is what gave it away to Leonard that it was a political uh, motion picture. Um, but yes, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Leonard is on the board at one point. We're well, back to you, David.
2: <laughs> I'm ready. What
0: movie, what movie has a tagline? A powerful story of nine strange people.
2: Powerful story of nine strange people. A powerful story. <laughs> yeah. Of nine strange people. Um, um is it um Legally Blonde?
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of the best movies from 1939 that people think came out much later. Uh Vanessa.
1: A very brady sequel. Yeah, you're
0: just, you could have said Citizen Kane again.
1: <laughs> oh, Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> just make that your guess for
0: all. <laughs> that would probably be a powerful story of a, a man in his strange sled. Um, yeah. Powerful story of nine strange people, Leonard. Tell them what it is.
3: John
1: Ford's stagecoach. That is correct.
2: <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it.
1: I'm writing these down.
0: This game is going exactly <laughs> as I'd hoped. So, um, uh, the nine strange people is uh, you recognize that, of course, is they're all in a, a stagecoach together, or one guy's sitting up top, I guess. Um, but that was pretty much the only clue that 1939. So, uh, excellent work.
2: Excellent work, Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. just killing it.
3: Well, I mean, hard work ain't been in vain for nothing surprise <laughs> Leonard Maltin's
2: just cleaning it up in the <laughs> game
3: uh, you, notice not, you notice he's not giving me uh, clues to as, as he's indicated before films from 2007 yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: that'd be a little rougher but this, this is super fun alright David you ready
2: I guess so I'm going to do my okay. best
0: now I love this this is a great tagline and Leonard's going to know exactly what this okay. <laughs> is don't pronounce it. See it.
2: Hmm. Oh my God. Um Xanadu.
1: No, Vanessa. Citizen Kane. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: wow, you did
1: pronounce it. But don't pronounce it. See it is the tagline
0: for what, Leonard? Ninochka. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course, the other one for that was uh, Garbo Laughs, I think. Because um, she, uh, you know, she made the transition for, uh, Leonard knows way more about this than I do, but she, as an actress who was popular in silent films, managed to continue to work in talkies, which was hard to do. Right?
3: Well, they, they advertised her first uh, uh, sound film with the phrase Garbo Talks. Exclamation point. Yeah. Nine years later, and they thought, well, if it worked once, maybe it'll work again. Because uh, the scene in this film where she's playing uh, a Russian, uh, very stoic, sober Russian woman. And uh, uh, there's a scene where Melvin Douglas falls off his chair uh, uh, in an awkward kind of way, and she laughs uproariously. So that that
0: was the tagline. I love it. Um, do you guys give up, David and Vanessa, or should we do another one?
2: Oh, what do you mean? I feel like we're neck and neck right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can catch up. We got
0: this. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me, try, let me try one. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe nobody will get this one. Uh, David, what movie had the tagline? The greatest picture in the history of entertainment. Oh. Um, a lot of hyperbole in taglines. I don't
3: back even in the know. Day.
2: I don't even know what. But I believe because this was uh, around the time we're transitioning from black and white to color. So um, if I was a studio executive, I would have I would have christened probably a movie like The Wizard of Oz with that.
0: That is correct. Are you serious? Oh, I am okay. serious. You did it. Just, you did it. <laughs>
1: I uh, should go work in the studios. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I kind of expected not unlike Citizen Kane, I expected Wizard of Oz to like come up as a, a you know, a guest a lot. But mm-hmm. um, all of those movies, the one thing they have in common besides 1939 is they were all um, nominated for Best Picture, and it was a year where 10 movies were nominated for Best Picture. Wow. And uh, just for fun, I want to tell you two more that I found. Um, what what movie letter <laughs> do you think from 1939 was nominated for Best Picture and had the tagline, the best picture of any year? <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I mean they're basically saying the best picture of all time. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Doesn't matter what year we're talking about.
3: (laughs) Uh, Wolf Cop.
0: Yeah. They said, no, not Wolf Cop. They said that for the movie, goodbye, Mr. Chips.
3: Uh, Ah. Yeah. Ah, indeed. And which which cost Clark Gable an Oscar that year because Gone with the Wind swept much of the award, uh, bounty, except, uh, that Robert Donat was so well loved for his performance as the, uh, elderly or the lifelong school teacher. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. He took best actor.
0: Right. I mean, he was the titular character, mm-hmm. you know, whereas, uh, Clark Gable did not play Gone or Wind. <laughs> 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 oh, I cracked myself up with that one. All right. That was And, and the, uh, for the price of
2: admission. The tagline,
0: for, uh, the tagline for Of Mice and Men really cracked me up because the tagline is, powerful in its grim humor appeal. Whoa. <laughs> what? I think they really just wanted to trick people into thinking it would, might be kind of funny, but that
1: movie is heavy.
2: I've to the back of the head for the poor mentally disabled man. And yeah. There we go. It's grim humor.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, congratulations to Leonard Malton for winning that game. But like I said, the work is really still yet to be done. The tough part comes next. <laughs> And we'll do that right after this break. We'll be right back. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of
3: Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime, and Archie: The Story of Hollywood's Greatest Leading Man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream
0: with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back, as promised. Leonard Maltin gets to go first in the game that's sweeping the nation, maybe even the world. I think, Leonard, you might have heard us play this before. It's called Parental Guidance.
3: I've Um, never played this on your show. Right, but you're familiar with it? No, because you're going to tell me. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that's the deal. That's the deal I have with my guests they don't have to know how the games work. I will explain it. I'm going to give out snippets of parental guidance, you know, comments and reviews that I found online. Mostly, uh, mostly they live on uh, the IMDb. Um, and then you tell me what movie we're talking about. I'll do clues one at a time. We'll take turns like in the last game. So each person, when it's their turn, will have more clues to work with. But the person who goes first will get a final clue And, uh, you know, a second chance at it if they don't guess it immediately, because the first clue is so tough and everyone's going to get a chance to go first. I know it's a lot to uh, take in (laughs) and I'll just I'll just walk everybody through it. The first round begins with Leonard. Then we'll go to David, then to Vanessa. Leonard, what movie do you think? See, this is not going to be a great clue. So just take a wild stab at it.
3: Thanks, thanks movie- for underselling it so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what movie has the, this, uh, these? all of these clues are going to be like those last set of clues were for David and Vanessa. All three of you are going to be baffled. This movie has no alcohol, drugs or smoking is a warning. Or I guess, uh, you know, it's almost like they're saying that's a reason why kids can see it. But as you know, there's lots of awful things that happen in movies besides alcohol, drugs, and smoking. So what movie
3: do you think it is? Are, are we zeroing in on any kind of time period here?
0: No. Oh, actually, it's during the time where films have been made.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? A- <Wait>. during- <laughs> Okay. During the last century of filmmaking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do you think? Any guess?
3: Citizen King.
0: Hey, terrific <laughs> guess. There's lots I, of smoking I, in I that do movie. Think it Leonard, had a lot of that.
3: They,
2: they have cigarettes in both hands in that movie.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because how else were they going to make the set look smoky? <laughs> 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 human smoke machines. <laughs> um
2: okay i think so, i know what it is
0: but so the clues are going to get more obvious i love that you have a guest already uh david you do get to go next but you also get to get one more clue so don't so cool your jets i'm
2: cooling them
0: <laughs> someone <laughs> wrote someone wrote on IMDb as a warning people prone- forgive me if i'm not pronouncing this correctly People with lalapsophobia may find it unnerving. Mm. Yeah, so key to this cool be knowing knowing what lalapsophobia is.
2: I think I'm a hundred percent right now. My instincts are right on. Okay. I believe this is the Toby Hooper classic, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Because why what is Lalapsophobia?
2: Oh, it's got to be a fear of uh, power tools, I think.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I'm sure, right? I was right.
1: (laughs) That sounds right. (laughs) No, 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 no,
0: (laughs) no. But I love your confidence. You know, I get so excited that you're going to say it, you know, that you have the answer. Uh, Vanessa. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Like okay. I said, the clues, clues get a little easier. The fourth clue should be the giveaway clue, but sometimes the earlier clue gives it away because I'm not perfect. Okay. The scenes where the tornado approaches the farm may be frightening to some kids.
1: Oh, okay. I know this. This is uh the Disney remake, Citizen Kids. <laughs> 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 Again,
0: you 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 all get me so excited with your confidence. <laughs> I really thought you were going to nail it. All right, so it's back back to Leonard. Damn. We'll probably I... be winning the point on this round. No fair. <laughs> because the fourth uh piece of parental <laughs> guidance that I found said the wicked witch throws a fireball at the scarecrow. <laughs> Name that movie, Leonard. The Wizard of Oz. That is correct. From 1939. And, I, and uh, that was fun, but the rest of the movies are going to be, no, there's no other movies from 1939. I just thought okay. it'd be fun. I just loved <laughs> it. I love that The Wizard of Oz. Like, if you go through all of the things it says that children might be frightened by, it barely mentions the flying monkeys. But <laughs> like, like they're a- an after. They're an afterthought. <laughs> the trees are scarier, according to them, and the uh, tornado yeah, yeah, yeah. is scarier. <laughs> what,
1: what is that phobia you said? It, that is a phobia of tornadoes,
0: which oh, I think wow. is the most reasonable of all phobias. Yeah. What, why, if there's no Got one that's it. pro-tornado.
2: You guys, you guys, my kids, seven and four, can handle Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We watched William Castle's The 13 Ghosts. They can handle a lot. Those monkeys, no, it was done. The weekend was a sleepless weekend. I was really (laughs) cursing.
0: Hey, you know what? It's too late for you, but I got advice for other parents out there. Uh, Show your kid the great and powerful Oz. They may not love it but Zach Raff plays a lovable version of a flying monkey who just talks and makes quips the whole time. And, and is perfectly likable. And then, then show him wizard of Oz and be like, Oh, they're related. They're just like the bad apples in that other guy's family. It's no big deal.
2: Brilliant. Thanks for that advice.
3: A year too late, Doug. Too late, too late. <laughs> I blame you for ruining that weekend. <laughs> every every now and again, I will find myself watching Encore's Westerns channel, and they have a new, well, new to me anyway. Uh, uh, warning, you know how uh, uh, V means violence, and uh, TVMA means mature audiences and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: they have O C D outdated cultural depiction.
0: Oh. oh, wow. I mean, that's most that's most western. As soon as you have yeah. Indians, yeah. as soon as Indians are the bad guy, then that's that the, the game over. Yep. Yeah. Another reason why news of the world is a, you know, more acceptable western for today's times. True. Cuz it doesn't make it about the Indians, it makes it about all the a-hole white people.
3: Mhm.
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, great job, everybody, but Leonard has a point. Um, David gets to go first this time, though, and he gets the toughest clue. Okay. But you get the easy one at the end if it gets there. A woman changes shirts. Her bra is briefly seen.
2: I'm going to go with, um... Will success spoil Rock Hunter?
0: Um, I don't have time to answer that question.
2: <laughs> 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 you son of a gun.
0: But no, no, that's not right. Um, now we go to Vanessa, and she gets a second clue. In addition to a woman changing shirts where you could see her bra, a-hole, I just said it, a-hole
1: is said once. My best friend's wedding. Good guess.
0: Really good guess. Really, not really wrong, but wrong. Uh, I don't know what would count as really wrong. Um,
3: probably <laughs> spoil Rock
0: Hunter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Because both of those things could have happened in both those movies. Um, but let's go to clue number three and the king, Leonard Malton. A teacher is accused of selling drugs. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) Timing
1: is a huge part
0: of this kind of game. This one might have passed Vanessa by, but Leonard's got a shot. And then David. Any guesses, Leonard? I-4. Oh, To Die For. I like that. That's a good movie, I think. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I haven't seen it in a minute. I haven't seen it
3: because it came out.
0: Yeah, Gus Van Zandt. Okay, um, but no, that's not it. David, are you ready? I'm ready. I hope this gives it away. This one I really thought hard about because I thought there's a chance no one will figure it out. A teen girl gets run over by a bus. She survives... But has a spinal injury. Vanessa knows it.
2: Huh. Unfortunately, I. Uh, um... David. The David, principal.
0: No, 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 David, no.
3: It's it's. Right, yes. <laughs> the girl can't help it. The girl. There it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does somebody <laughs> get hit by a bus and the girl can't help it?
2: Three times, Doug. How long is it the film?
0: Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. I bet she got more than a spinal injury, but maybe not. Um oh tell them what it is, Vanessa. Mean girls. That's correct. Uh-huh. That's correct. So we'll give <laughs> Vanessa <a> asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give her a little a little star that says, also ran, because she did get it. She I, did get it. That,
2: that movie came out during my homeless
1: uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> drug addict phase of my life. I never saw that movie. I need to go back and like, well, I've always heard that that's a good movie and it always gets referenced. And like, people will send me memes thinking I know what they're talking about when people like go into like a food fight or say like, I need to see that film. I'm going to go watch okay. that tonight
0: yeah i mean if you'd seen it i apologize for the spoilers but if you'd see it you know you'll you'll see all of these when you watch the movie and go oh okay yeah um vanessa got it and the teacher's accused of selling drugs because that's something that happens to tina fey in the movie uh okay Uh, all right so we gotta settle this thing Leonard's winning of course in general but in life we got another round we got another (laughs) round where somebody can uh you know try and tie this thing up and Vanessa gets to go first this time. Vanessa, tough clue. The nude statue is shown in the church. Um, and it is the church and not a church. If okay. that makes any difference to you.
1: Um, I'm going to say dogma. <laughs>
0: You got a church movie in there. That's the best you could hope for at this point. no. <laughs> Leonard, a young girl is injected with a sedative.
3: nothing i got nothing
0: okay i mean i got good for, this good for you good for you not having movies for young girls i'm gonna be leonard malton i'm gonna into beat your head.
2: leonard malton at at uh, all I'm right so excited right now do, oh. you want,
0: <laughs> do you want the third clue no oh he's gonna do <gasps> it without the third clue so
2: Dang. a breakout performance the incredible linda blair in the exorcist
0: that is correct
2: uh, yeah. oh my well done
0: yes well, so well done
2: it is only one of my favorite films of all time so uh, there you go yeah that, there Birds you go the werewolf and the texas chainsaw massacre and right up there with promises promises thank
0: you oh, okay so there's well Thanks, one out of four you could show your children someday um so uh The third clue was going to be a police officer tells a priest about a murder in graphic detail. Because I feel Mm, like that doesn't sound like The Exorcist, but it does happen in that movie. (laughs) 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 And then uh, the fourth clue, the giveaway clue, which I loved reading this sentence. Just, you know, because they're just so blunt. They're just so straightforward about they list the dumbest things, you know, like a cigarette is smoked, you know, and then it comes to. Some sexual related insults are said by a little girl while she is possessed by the devil. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's really mildly.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, and then they say, they go on to say that, you know, the movie doesn't have anything else that's objectionable other than her swearing. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> are you talking about they even say there's no there's no on-screen violence to speak of and i'm just like well what what did you think she was doing with that crucifix yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: they saw the edited nbc version back when they used to show those movies on friday nights and they cut them, like <laughs> down to about 25 percent that's the one they saw <laughs>
0: All right, well, we got to do, do one more round to, to settle this or hopefully settle it. We've got Leonard with one point, David with one point, and Vanessa's got an asterisk. So if Vanessa wins this next point, she wins the game. If Leonard gets this next point, he wins the game. It's, it, David, whoever, whoever wins this next point is the winner. And we're back to starting with Vanessa see, winning that last game. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, starting with Leonard because he won that last game. Um, (laughs) Leonard, what movie uh, has this warning attached to it? At the beginning, Vitruvius says, he is coming, cover your butt.
3: Again, please?
0: (laughs) At the beginning, Vitruvius says, he is coming, cover your butt.
3: I'm not seeing signs of recognition on either Vanessa or David's face. No, oh, you cheated. So that makes me feel less ignorant than I feel right now. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> we'll move on to David. You ready? Ready. All right. <laughs> Uni Kitty becomes very sad when Cloud Cuckoo Land is destroyed.
2: Wreck it, Ralph?
1: No, Vanessa. That was a good guess, though. Yeah. Uh, you
0: ready for your clue? You don't have to guess oh, yet until you hear oh, it. Yes. You don't, have yes. To get, you don't have to get all cocky
1: like David did that last <laughs> round. <laughs> yeah, I would like a clue, please.
0: You deserve to hear it. <laughs> The clue is Lord business says
1: boob. Space jam. (laughs) No.
0: No. (laughs) All right, Leonard, it's back to you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, the fourth clue gives it away. So let's see what happens. All right. (laughs) Sometimes the fourth clue gives it away. A man can't find his pants, but being made of Legos, he has no genitalia.
3: A Lego the name the movie?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Leonard, why? All you had to say was the Lego movie.
3: Well, I was, I was fearful of that, I not be it.
0: It counts. <laughs> I mean, I guess he, at least he didn't say the Lego Nin, Ninjago movie. Um, <laughs> at least he picked the one that, that I, I'm in and voice and uh, David's in because Polka Dot Man is in that in Lego Batman. Um, so that means that uh, what does that mean? I thought someone would. <laughs> i thought someone would get this one right so actually it's kind of fun that means the
2: comedian and this character actor tied with one of the greatest uh, authorities on cinema <laughs> in um in america right now i feel like uh this is kind of a big deal you guys i feel like i need to send me a vanessa like uh i don't know kind of prize a gift card a slurpee coupon something
1: i agree
0: all right i'll um i'll go i'll go look in the prize you should see you should see the piles of shit that i have that i plan to give away on doug loves movies when i can do it in front of an audience again it's insane um but congratulations on a three-way tie i think that's the perfect way to end uh such a fun episode but um david give us your earplugs obviously the suicide squad is coming out in august yes um but what else what else should people be looking for
2: please if you like comic books go to your nearest comic shop and pick up count crowley reluctant midnight monster hunter the graphic novel is now available go see the suicide squad in august and go see dune in theaters in october thank you
0: oh what can you say who you are in dune
2: yes i can't i I think I can. Hold on. Keep talking to people. Let me see if it's <laughs> on the internet that I can say it. Hold on. Yeah,
0: you better double check on that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty um, sure I can. Okay. So go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, that's all right. Vanessa Gonzalez.
1: Um, you can find me at VanessaComedy.com, Vanessa on Twitter, Vanessa Marie on Instagram. And I look forward to coming to your town and doing stand-up again yes very
0: cool thank you vanessa and uh so david you what's the name of your character yes
2: i'm playing peter DeVries, uh who's the mentat of the harkonnens which if you recall david lynch's film um the incredible legend bradley durf portrayed the role in that film so oh. i'm um, stepping into some pretty big shoes to fill
0: yeah no he's uh he's terrific billy, billy bibbit and uh Cuckoo's Nest, which continues to uh, hold up. Leonard Malton, what do you have to uh, promote at this time?
3: Uh, my podcast, which I host with my daughter Jesse, is called Malton on Movies. And you can find it wherever better podcasts are being served up. And <laughs> uh, my website is leonardmalton.com, where I post reviews and DVD and book. Film book surveys and stuff like that. Terrific. Can you I have Leonard Malton on the social?
0: Oh, okay. At Leonard Malton. And do you have a um, do you have a favorite last line from a motion picture?
3: Because I've Some been I well. I mean, let's go with the stuff dreams are made of.
0: Oh, that is a good one. What's that from?
3: The Maltese Falcon.
0: Oh, I think I did that one before. Maybe the stuff dreams are made of. Hmm. A lot of them, as you know, have really uh, odd uh, ending lines that don't. That you know, not every movie's setting out to have like a, you know, <laughs> a, a big important line at the at the very end. But I've been saying them at the end of every Doug those movies uh, for fun. So I will do that one, uh, of course, today. Thank you again to Leonard Malton, Vanessa Gonzalez, and David Desk Melchin. Go follow them and do their things and stuff. As always, the stuff dreams are made of.
2: Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause.